Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the M&M Podcast. I'm your host, Manasi. I'm Maher. And today's episode is going to be all about the toxic side of social media when it comes to cancel culture and performance activism. So, like, I just wanted to start off by saying, in terms of performative activism, uh, a couple weeks ago, if you aren't that active on social media, then you would know that the North Star Boys, I believe, posted a picture of them in front of a sign that says, like, Stop Asian Hate. Um, And they were kind of thirst-trapping in front of, you know, that picture. And I just think that's a really good example of performative activism because... These guys are trying to get clout out of a movement that's affected so many different people and um, is still affecting so many different people. And making a post out of that just to gain followers. Um, And I remember Monacy actually sent me their apology video. And one of the things they said was, what have you done for the movement, right? And I just think that's the funniest thing because what they did was pose in front of a picture and literally thirst struck. Now, what would have been different is even if they had included like a little bit, even if they had included a little bit more information about the movement, had a link attached, at least something that would be like contributing to the movement instead of like just saying, hey guys, Asian hate is bad and you know leaving it at that that isn't really doing anything to help yeah no and then the the way they were just like posing too I just it was kind of funny because they were just out here sitting here like okay I can't (laughs) yeah but like they're out here posing in front of a picture of something that's genuinely like a concern in society right now yeah and then okay what could have been better is their apology right they could have just admitted that they did something bad. Why'd they have to try and defend it and like gaslight their entire audience into believing that we're like the ones at fault and that we were like bullying them for holding yeah. you accountable, which is something we don't see a lot of, by the way, because even with like cancel culture, right? So many people have gotten canceled and they still have huge platforms. Like James Charles, for example, that man could be in jail. Why is he out here still making TikToks, bro? I do not understand. Yeah, and that's the thing with cancel culture, right? It either um, gives too much attention to people who don't need it or, um, like, puts people in a bad light for something so small that they haven't even really done or they don't deserve the bad light for. And so that just ends up creating, like, this really toxic environment for people who are trying to create content. Good in the regard, the intention of cancel culture is good because it's trying to de-platform powerful people who have positions where they can influence a large amount of like a large group of people and trying to de-platform them when they're obviously spreading hate, misinformation, um, stuff like that, right? Um, But then there's also the side that's like, it's just giving them more attention and Sometimes um, people are so quick to judge that they get people get deplatformed, and then we find out that they didn't do anything, Um, and so they lose their livelihood because 
Yeah. I still do think, though, that, like, cancel culture is necessary at, to some extent because, um, especially with, like, what's going on. Okay, we live in a society where there's a lot of issues. And, you know, on Instagram, you know those, like, reposts where it's just, like... Um, Repost this on your story if you support people. Uh, like, if you, if you support something. And I'm going to see who all skips, and that's a judge of your character. <laughs> oh, my God. Once that happened, right? And I didn't repost one of them. And the person messaged me was like, are you Islamophobic? And I'm like, bro. <laughs> I, I'm afraid to tell you this. I'm afraid to tell you this. Um, So... Guess what? I'm actually, you know, like, so, okay, there are multiple reasons why a person can't repost that. Number one, um, safety reasons. Some people just can't repost it because their family does not agree with whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to repost it because they don't want their family to see, right? That's one thing. Um, and then the second thing, maybe they understand how stupid it is. It's pressurizing you to repost something um, that is entirely performative, first of all. It's not doing anything for the movement. You don't know if that person donated huge amounts of money. You don't know if that person um, has experienced something personal. Experienced something personal and doesn't want to repost it because they're slightly offended by um, that reposting, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then it also comes to, like, the people who, like, repost posts on their stories. Um, and think they're automatically like number one activists yeah and like and the other thing is that they'll they'll spam and put every single thing that they see on their story to the point where no one can even focus on anything in particular just because there is so much and um that leads me to like um another thing that I wanted to say people tend to repost these kind of things just to gain those social points right to show that oh look I am in support of this and then at that point it becomes less about the cause and more about the person who's doing it exactly it kind of is just like yo I'm woke you should follow me you should like listen to me because I'm smart but you're just reposting things that are trending Half this stuff, I've seen people repost stuff, and then that post just turns out to be completely false in terms of information. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Um, so the same, the really similar thing happened with the Black Lives Matter movement. Initially, you know, like the Black Squares, right? Blackout Tuesday. That was supposed to be, um, like the hashtag was supposed to also have a lot of links to like important things or donations and things like that. But because of that misinformation, it ended up just being, hey guys, put a black square and post that if you're in support of the movement. And what that unintentionally ended up doing was it really muffled or like muted all of the important um, links to the thing because they just got overshadowed by plain black squares. That's the thing, okay, with activism. I feel like it's just um, uh, people who aren't POC, who aren't a part of marginalized communities over talking over people who have genuinely struggled, right? Because minorities don't, are not getting a voice and are not getting their voice heard and people aren't listening to them because these um, corporations or these like huge Instagram following companies are posting stuff. Um, like Blackout Tuesday, for example, um, like with the Black Lives Matter movement, a bunch of TikTokers, they posted a video of them lip syncing to a song and they were like, Black Lives Matter. That didn't do anything, 
right? And then there was like um, the whole thing with like people had like the Black Lives Matter profile picture and people were like, oh, if you don't have it, you're racist. You um, haven't done this, you haven't done that. And then actual POC, actual uh, people of color who have experienced discrimination because of their race, because, um, and people who are constantly affected by the fact that they're um, a person of color, right? They don't get to uh, showcase, oh, this is where you should donate. This is where, um, this is what, like no one's listening to our struggles, you know? People are just using the trend to boost their own phone. Yeah, yeah, and that reminded me of um, Pride Month, right? Just during Pride Month, all, all of a sudden, every com- every company and every person is like, oh my gosh, the LGBT company, here we go, here's our support, here's everything. But then the moment that month ends, you never hear about it again. All of that merch is like backhanded. Now, like not backhanded, but like um, put away, right? Um, and the thing is with that, what they're doing is they're just using the trend of Pride Month to get themselves more attention and um, more like sales rather than actually doing something. Right? This Pride Month, especially, I've seen actually a little bit of growth um, in terms of social media in general, just because I've seen more people being like, okay, don't buy these shirts full of rain. Don't like, they're just rainbow washing their like shirts, right? You should buy from actual LGBTQ plus owned businesses, mm-hmm. actual, um, you know, people so that they can donate it to like um, people of that community who are struggling. Right. Um, and then like um, when it comes to like LGBTQ plus issues um, after Pride Month is over, you you don't hear about it. Um, no one really talks about um you know, there's the whole thing going around of trans children not being able to play school sports and not being allowed to participate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's been going on for a while. I heard about it a lot during Pride Month. I saw so many reposts. I haven't seen that many now. You know? Yeah. It's and that's and that's the thing, right? Because all of these only become relevant when they're trending, but the moment they're not, people like forget about it and then what happens is the people who are actually being affected by these issues they're losing all the support that they had just because it's not trending anymore and people don't want to keep doing it for the clout Mm. so we went through a lot of things in this episode but we will leave you with this one quote by Brianna Turner a PhD candidate at a university in Australia Activism isn't always a choice for people, but if you do have the privilege of choosing to participate, the best place to start is by educating yourself as much as you can about the issue. Listen to the people most impacted, reflect, and if it feels right to act, then have a go. This is really important because you need to be making those choices yourself. You need to be filtering um, what you see on social media if it is, first of all, real information or fake, and if it's something that people are doing out of general concern, or if they are using it for clout, and then you need to make your own decisions and do whatever you can to help the movement. We'll uh, we'll paste some links um, down in the description of places where you can, trusted sources where you can generally donate to people struggling due to different social 
Yep. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And we, um, we can, can we confirm that we put out new episodes every other Monday? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll be close to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, um, mostly be posting episodes every other Monday. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening. And that's it. Until next time. Bye for now. So, Hannah, what are your thoughts on cancel culture? That's your thoughts right there. <laughs> See, but she's jumping up. 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I know. But we just started recording. Close the door.